2: where are the stars of the
0: night You promise me too soon Cause it's been cloudy all night And the world' missing If you're not well, stay in bed. Cause I've been feeling down in blue And it's cloudy in my head
1: to it Hello,
0: lover. you're
1: listening yeah, to the joey clark one radio album alongside me this evening 84 this and brandon what's going on
0: blue,
1: brandon introduced me to I'll this one oh yeah little michael jackson
0: a wish and then we'll M- mj was the best oh
1: yeah, oh, yeah. i mean he really was and this is off that so last uh album after he died right? be yep. escape. yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's what I want
2: to do. Now, that's
1: how you start the night off. You don't know. So Where's good. Good production, man. I was listening to a interview with Sinbad on the Breakfast Club this morning. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was talking about Prince, but he's talking about everybody. People like Prince, Michael Jackson. Like, he said, like Stevie Wonder, and when he dies, like, we're not replacing these people. Like, there's some flashes in the pan where you're like, they're the next big thing, but. These people are like they must be alien. They're from another planet.
2: Well, well you you have to, you have to think the way music flowed along. You know, you always had the past generation training up the next one. You had just Sammy Davis Jr. Then right after that, it's like bam! Here here comes James Brown. Yeah. And then James Brown kind of gave the nod off to Mike, and I don't I don't know where it goes from here though.
1: I don't. I don't either. Though, did y'all see the uh, the thing that so called controversy with Bruno Mars? Bruno didn't do anything what? other than be amazing. Well, wait a minute, what did he do? No, there was this uh, young woman, young black woman, it, and I say that because it's crucial to the story. Okay, uh, where she said that Bruno Mars is appropriating black culture, cultural appropriation. Really? Mm-hmm. Because Bruno is technically he's half Filipino, half Jewish.
0: Okay, and, and and what what and would music. be wrong with that? Exactly, what, but what, this what, is what, what, the
1: new thing. Hold
0: on, hold on, Brandon's Brandon's giving me a timeout because oh. I, I I mean I don't understand. Uh, uh, I've never been black before. <laughs> uh, uh, exactly, but see the, the whole thing is, some
2: people are jealous because they can't do what you can do. I mean that has nothing to do with his musical talent, his song structure, the his production. I mean all that is incredible. His stage show, what race he is has nothing to do with any of that. He's talented.
0: Let right. it go. Okay, so we we agree. Oh, of course. That's just a way to attack somebody. Oh, of course. That's just so. Way. So basically, what you're saying, Joey, is oh, she's the, nuts. The, the people that are criticizing him are saying he's trying, with air quotes, to be black.
1: Well, and no, he's they're not saying really no, it's, black. it's not. No, she's not. It's not like a Rachel Dolezal thing. It's okay. it's like it's a new thing on the far far uh, this new upcoming generation of young left progressives who think it's a term cultural appropriation yeah, well
2: well they they may not even know what that means well what it is it's when someone of another race tries to like do anything black, like rap and stuff like that. They made it up pretty much after Eminem came out and became successful. Right. They were like, you know what? Because they thought he was going to be like Vanilla Ice, that little one hit. Yeah, it's kind of funny, but then hey, he came back. Don't, don't,
0: be and ma- was t- no. don't be macking on Vanilla Ice now. No, 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 wait a minute, baby. But but,
2: but, but but you know what? But he came back after that and had an incredible <laughs> album, incredible career. Yeah. And they was like, oh, he's stealing from the black culture. No, he's just doing black music.
0: Better than some black. Have, people. have you ever heard of this dude? And, and you may not have. I know y'all are much younger than I am. Have, have you ever heard of this dude called Elvis Presley? Oh yeah, of do you, course. Do you know where he learned to sing? Right, in say. black churches. Oh, of course. And that's where he got his soul from. No, I, I mean I ain't saying. I'm just saying. No, no, but but you know what? It helped him along the
2: way, but. The appropriation thing came along with guys like Chuck Berry came out, and you've seen it in the movie Cadillac Records. Like, the Beach Boys blatantly just ripped off his stuff Yeah, that's, while he was in prison.
1: That's different to me. That is like, okay, somebody wrote a song, like Hound Dog. Elvis did Hound Dog. Somebody else wrote that song, and they just completely stole it. Old blues songs. Zeppelin did that with old blues songs.
2: And so, uh, it was another group that did that. The Rolling Stones.
1: Stones. Well, and the Rolling Stones were like, we're not really stealing it. They were explicit in like, we love this music. We wanted to do our version of it. They weren't hiding anything. But, I mean, there is that history. I think that's different. Where it's like, somebody wrote a song, you're kind of the one popularizing it. Now, Bruno Mars, he wrote the song where he worked with a team of writers. It's like his own thing. Yeah, but, like, this
2: new song he just got out called Finesse, Um, the video is an old, if you're old enough to remember, it's a a throwback video to In Living Color. And, like, the whole color scheme, the beat, and everything, and it's one of his bigger selling songs. Like, it's still climbing the charts. It's good. And people are just like, no, he can't be this successful this fast. No, he's a singer? No. You know, he's stealing from black culture because he's being played on urban stations. But not only that, he's being played on urban stations and, you know, white stations. And he's basically what you call a crossover artist.
1: Well, and anytime somebody plays that, like, being true to the race thing, I'll put it this way. The Equal Justice Center is coming out here in Montgomery. The concert looks amazing, too, and for a very important cause, I think. I th- I saw the idea for the museum for the center and said that is uh, it's a good thing that we're going to put this together and that it's in Montgomery. It's a very tough subject, um, but we've had people call up saying, "Why are they trying to make us feel guilty?" And I and my kind of glib reaction is, "Who do you mean by us? Who do you mean by we, whitey?" Exactly. Well, 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 I didn't do that stuff.
2: Well, at the same time. A, a lot of times people say, oh, forget, 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 forget. You know, slavery right. was so long ago, it, it's not affecting you now. That's a lie, because a lot of the systems that was put up back around slavery are still active today. Yeah. And, you know, you can look as far as the shooting deaths that's happening at the hands of police, and cops are getting, what, 60 days off work if they get fired.
1: Well, and it's a, it's a long... I'll give you an example. I watched uh, the man who, The Men Who Built America... It's a frontiersman. I watched one on Andrew Jackson. And he, Andrew Jackson in the place we're living right now, the, what was called the Mississippi Territory that contains now modern-day Alabama and Mississippi. Davy Crockett was against it. They kicked the Native Americans off the land. It's forcible removal. They put in the idea we're purchasing it. We're giving them new lands. But there is a uh, there was an explicit agenda that still has its effects today and to what degree? I'm. I mean, the reason we still have arguments over it, I think, shows there is still some effect today.
0: Just real quick, yeah. uh, eye in the sky. Greg Budell sent just sent me a text. Yeah. Uh, the interstate is shut down on oh I-85 north, Ooh. right close to Perry Hill Road, sure. right here behind the building. So if you're traveling north on 85. Get off on Ann Street yeah. and go around. Okay, that's all. That's all I want to say.
1: Yeah, and so I'm I'm all for the uh, the conversation of history how it affects us today. Uh, it's it's when it becomes like, in the case with Bernard Mars, sort of shut up or you're too successful. I got to find a way to bring them down. And for instance, like the it's a phrase I've heard. Check your privilege. I've heard it in a way of shut up. It's like I, somebody doesn't like the point I'm making. So they say it to me, and then there's the, we've had different experiences in life. And I'll have that conversation all day. Oh, yeah. there's no denying that. No of doubt. Course,
2: of course. No doubt. No denying but but, that. but you have some people, and I can tell you from experience, because it's people that I work with every day, who are privileged and don't even know it. You oh, know, sure. They'll, they'll tell you, oh, man, I don't know how I got this job. I'm not qualified. I only got a high school education but you know it's good to have it and back in my head I'm just like well you're married to such and such so duh you know
0: i i I saw I saw the the greatest thing oh, it was actually on Facebook I hate to admit it but it was really a touching video where uh there was and I'm sure this was a Christian camp or something and the guy said, "All right, we're fixed to have a race." And they lined everybody up. And yeah. says, we're going to run from here to there, and y'all may have seen it. I have seen. We're, we're going to, you know, run a hundred yards and run back. He says, "However, if your parents still live together, take two great big steps forward. If uh, you go to private school, take two big steps forward. If you don't have to worry, if you've never worried about." having something to eat take two steps forward. Yep. And when they get through, you've got the kids are spaced out and you you've got these, you know, and for the most part minorities are are sitting there. They're still at the starting line. Because and and he said, now if you think that you're not privileged, if you think that you're not privileged, you're living in a dream world. Now run the race and whoever wins the race is gonna win the hundred dollar bill. And so you do start, and and I have realized that later in my life that yes, in a way I'm privileged. I think I'm privileged in a sense that my ancestors worked harder, but I didn't have to go through what your ancestors had to go through, Brandon. Yeah. Brandon, if in case anybody doesn't know, Brandon is a black guy. Yeah, and so, <laughs> but but. I didn't have to live through that, and I cannot fully understand what your ancestors went through. However, we're on equal plane right this second, and so from this point forward, we can go to the same place. And it, it and and tell me if I'm wrong, it hurts me when I see black people saying, well, I can't get ahead because I'm black. I, I don't know that you can't do that anymore. I think you can I mean Barack Obama, who may or may not have even been born in this country. Oh come on! Is half black and ha- well, I mean, well, let, let, let me put it to you like this: you and me are hanging out one night.
2: Now mm-hmm. here's here's the difference: you and me, we go go to a bar, go drinking, and we get into a car and get ready to go home for the night. We're not drunk, but we've had a couple of beers and we're getting ready to drive home. Yeah, I'm riding I'm riding in the passenger seat. You're driving. Cop stops us. Now here's the situation: I'm sweating bullets. You're you're perfectly fine, and we both know why. Yeah. Because even though I'm not driving, and and I'm, what I'm instantly on guard now because I'm like, okay, if I make the
0: wrong move tonight, I can lose my life. And see, here's where I'm with you. Even if it's a black cop that walks up to the car, do you feel the same way? Yes. Oh, yes. Absolutely. Yes. The so bad, it's, it's the badge, not the not the color behind the badge, and that and that's what I've come to the realization here lately is because, like Joe was talking about earlier, I'll have a conversation with anybody about anything, and and it's you know I cannot I can't relate to how you grew up. I mean I, I can't I can't do it, and and you can't relate to how I grew up. I was poor white trash growing up. So, I mean, it's not like I was born but with you a can, spoon in my, you file, can, you my can mouth. you can
1: relate in the sense is that we have conversations and we learn. Exactly.
2: E- exactly. And there, there's nothing wrong. That's what I encourage people to do is to have the conversation. Don't just shut the other side down and instantly.
0: And that is what is so important is to talk to people not argue with them and try to talk over them. Nothing – you learn nothing when you're trying to just beat your ideas into somebody else's well, head.
1: And this is where I'm so – I get so upset with with when you bring politics into it. And something completely removed from this conversation, something like, say, climate change and the signs of climate change. I think if politics never came into it and you were just having a scientific discussion – people would have a, a fine discussion with it. For instance, I, I would try to talk to my dad about this, saying, Dad, I'm a libertarian bordering on an anarchist most days. So you know I'm not trying to like have the government do a carbon tax or do cap and trade. And yet, when I bring up it's plausible that there could be some bad effects from so much carbon being emitted into the atmosphere, he starts yelling about Al Gore. I'm like... That's the problem. You're not really arguing over the issue, you're arguing over political control. And that that becomes a big part of it. Another part of the uh, the privilege discussion, a lot of people hear that like somebody says you're privileged and even when it's correct, they take it to mean, "Oh, so you're saying I've never had any suffering in my life. I've never had a struggle in my life."
2: Well, 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 there's there's a different level of Suffering and, and like he said, you know, a lot of people have never known a hungry day, but they don't know that's yep. that's a struggle. That is a serious, you know, but a lot of kids are like, well, it's always been food in the refrigerator, it may not have been what I wanted, but it's something there to eat. Yeah, I've been one of those kids to open up the refrigerator and be scratching my head, like, whoo,
1: right?
2: What are we gonna do today, you know? But I had a parent who made a way, you know, she definitely stood up and did her thing.
1: Well, and it's... Um, and then it's the truth of something like it. I think it's why Christianity has spread so far and wide over thousands of years, is that it It says, yes, people have different levels. And that's why, at the end of the day, it says help the least of these, help people who are struggling, the sick, the hungry, uh, the poor. Uh, but it also says... And the way every, is it in the orphans. But it also says everybody suffers. Life is suffering. Yes, well, 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 to well, an extent. And,
0: and I know... I know. Your, your feelings and beliefs, Joey, but that was Christ. I mean that that was one of His names. He, I mean He was He suffered.
1: Well, He's the he ultimate, ultimate scapegoat.
0: The, yeah. the suffrage of the cross. I mean that's the this week going into Easter, what yeah. we call Easter weekend. That was the suffrage. He was a man of many sorrows. Yeah, I'm sure that Christ laughed several times when He was on the earth. But it's not recorded in what we consider Holy Scripture. He was a man of many sorrows. And that's, you know, I mean, that's part of life. If you care about people, you're going to suffer a lot more than you're going to be happy. Well, you think think about the story of Christ. He was portrayed by one of his closest disciples. One that he chose. One that he picked. Oh, yeah. but Judas Iscariot was it, his disciple that he picked and chose. He chose all 12 of them. And Judas chose money over Christ.
2: But but you know what was killer about that? See, that couldn't have been me, though. I can't sit at the table and know that Joey is going to betray me tonight. And, and betray get, you with a kiss, ex- Exactly. <laughs> I'm, I'm sitting at the table like, you know what I'm saying? I'll be sitting up there eating my bread, drinking my wine, like, you know what, Joey? Hey, what's what's going on, man? What are you about to do? I know what you've been thinking about. It. Exactly. I, I can see the future. I, I know what you're doing. You know, I, I just, I and don't know. It takes a special type of person to do and something the, like And
0: that. that's the beauty about Christ, our Lord, is he knew it, and he still said, do what you have to do. Go ahead. Yeah. Do what you have to do. Well, I mean, at the he had self control, and that's what we as humans—that's what we—that's what we try to conquer. Basically, I think is we try to conquer self control, not doing exactly what we want to do at every second at every time. That's a two-year-old. That's somebody that they claim. Don't get me started on this. This ADD, mm-hmm. and most of them's not ADD. They're just. Badass spoiled children is what they are, <laughs> well, well, you, and they just want to do what they want to do at that time. And but Christ had the self control to not call ten thousand angels when he was hanging on the cross. And the the Pharisee says, "Hey, if you're really if you're really the Messiah, won't you just come on down off that cross and come down here? Do you think I had the willpower to not pull my hands out of those nails?" And strike them dead with 10,000 angels? Well, no, I, I don't. But he well, did. Here's, and that's what makes him so
1: beautiful. Here's what's so unique about that story. Because, you know, from my so-called camp, the, the atheist camp there are a lot of people point out in mythology there are a lot of people born of virgins who are great messiahs but what's what's unique well no before him even
0: No, they they, they, they stole the story because the story is foretold
1: no but there are even figures like that before Christ but they're very different in this way there's a lot in common but here's the difference Jesus doesn't become this great conqueror he doesn't become this great king not in the usual sense he says, if you people must sacrifice, because it seems that's what history is, that we're going to sacrifice that one weirdo in the village, we're going to sacrifice those people over there who are different, so we've got to go to war with them. Some, for some reason, people seem to come together, unfortunately, not through peace and love, but they come together through a common hatred or a common, that's the problem. Well, 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 and so what he says is, if you must sacrifice people... If you must if that's what you need to, in order I'll be the ultimate scapegoat.
2: And 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 the thing we were talking about earlier is, you know, through the history, religion. Religion has played a part and you were saying Christianity has spread well, you have to think back in the seventeen, eighteen hundreds, if you didn't agree with
0: Christianity, oh, they, true. they killed you. They oh, yeah. it was there was no Well say now now you and I are talking about two different things now religion is completely different than christianity hmm. christianity is a relationship and i know this is uh, this is wrote and christianity is a relationship with the lord jesus christ that is completely different than religion religion is what man thinks about god christianity is what god thinks about man he was willing do you have any children brandon no I have uh, nieces, nephews, like that. You think about, and, and I mean, just in in a, in a nutshell, Christianity is, I have four children. I only have one son. Christianity is the government coming to me, the world coming to me and saying, you know, there's this, this great big disease out there. But there's there's an antibiotic or an antibody in your son's blood. However, we have got to kill him and drain all of his blood to save all of humanity. Mm -hmm. Now, am I willing to say, yes, kill my son, take all of his blood out of his body, and save all of humanity? Mm -hmm. Or am I going to say, no, that's my boy. I couldn't do that. You're not. You're not taking my boy. And and, and there there was a dilemma. And that's what Christianity is. Religion is once it's established, you come up with all these rules. Whether you be Catholic faith, Methodist, or everything branched off the Catholic faith, or Mm -hmm. Protestant. Well, and out of Judaism. Uh, well, Judaism is... Well, there's the, a break between Judaism and, no, and but Christianity, But, but Jesus
1: fulfills that covenant, or, or claims to. There's hey. an old uh, Jewish joke that the only two people in the township of the shtetl who take religion seriously are the town rabbi and the town atheist. <laughs> but somebody came back and said, no, 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 there's a third guy. Because upon visiting the township, they noticed on the walls of the town, there's this guy up there just sitting. And he's looking out on the horizon. There's a bell next to him. So you wander up to him and go, what are you doing up here? It's like, oh, they pay me to sit up here. What do they pay you to do? Oh, to look out for the Messiah. Keep in mind, he's Jewish. So what's the work like? (laughs) Steady work. (laughs) (laughs) exactly but I I think also Jesus his whole story is rebelling against religious authorities you get the Reformation that is uh, against religion, corrupt religious authorities. You get also uh, the Reformation, rebellion against a corrupt. In my, mind, the Catholic Church became way too political. The Pope was the most powerful man in Europe. He wasn't just a religious figure; he's a political figure that decided the fate of kings many ways. But even when they break off with Henry, the, I like to joke with Anglicans. Yeah, religion founded on the family values of Henry the Eighth. Uh, it's like there is, <laughs> despite all the imperfections, and yes, all the terrible things people do, there are, are seeds of, okay, redeeming qualities that we can find in that story, and I am one who doesn't like to crap on people's faith if it's sincerely held, and it's leading them to think in a more open way, in a loving way, and to be fulfilled in life, and I think there's a lot in Christianity that does that, but I mean, we were having a conversation off air, and back to the conversation about the legacies of say slavery you can go back uh and i was seeing this in the andrew jackson thing where they look at native americans they look at african americans that they bring over and they use parts of the bible i think wrongfully to justify these people aren't human exactly
0: well and and, and it's not if you go way back into history it's not necessarily. It's not just skin color. It's not just you look different than me. That's
1: a fairly eighteen hundred, seventeen hundred. The thing, Israelites were
0: Middle Eastern, and all these. And, and I'm sorry, I'm gonna piss off all, especially my Catholic friends. Go ahead. Jesus was not blonde-haired, blue-eyed, no, with on. white skin. He was Middle Eastern. Yeah. I mean, that's what he was. That's what the Jew, go find a Jew that lives in Israel right now, a Jewish person, someone from Israel. He was Middle Eastern. They were enslaved in Egypt for four hundred and some odd years. Well, here's so the- it's not just skin
1: color; it's just having slaves. Well, here's the thing: people can take. even the best of our traditions our stories, our ideals and make them justify or try to justify their evil actions whether it's they want land and money or they want to feel superior
2: well well, that's just like when Nate Nate Parker did the movie uh, Nat Turner Hmm. they spoke about that like they actually taught him what scriptures to preach to uplift slavery yeah. To keep his friends in bondage. Yeah. You know, he would go to other slave slave encampments and basically tell them, Oh, we deserve this. Oh, we got a reward waiting on the other side, you know, these beatings, these rapes of our of our youngins and stuff like that. It this is a good thing. And it took him to look in their face and just Kind of be disgusted with themselves like why am I preaching this see and
0: see now I would disagree with that slavery is talked about in scripture both the Old Testament and New Testament but it's 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 never condoned to treat your slave like anything less than a human being you're supposed to take care um, uh, what is it of uh, Philemon? The Book of Philemon. Mm-hmm. is it's a it's a book to uh, uh, Onis Oniferous or whatever his name is. I don't I, I can't remember his name right now. It's one of them weird Greek names. And Paul writes that whole book to him. He says, "Like, look, dude you you need to go back to your master because you are a slave. Mm-hmm. You know, be a slave and and." And then, but he goes into you know how that the master should treat him, and it's, it's something we can't really I think
1: understand. I think that's, and, but I think that's some of the the flaw in how people interpret it. That is so much a product of that time.
0: Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's completely different, and and I think it's completely horrible. I'm not in here advocating sure. for slavery. So yeah. Y'all know that. Yeah, 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 we both know that. I mean, we both know that. I mean, Dad Gump. I mean, it's 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 horrible. But a human being is a human being. We're all made in the likeness of God, and and you know you know most of these. And I think I said this. I, I can't. I I said it somebody the other day. Most of these racist people, they they sit up and they're preaching behind a pulpit, hmm. or they're they're standing on. I hate the Jews mm. but I'm a Christian. You know you know the type that I'm talking about. I try not to. But you know what I'm yeah, you know what I'm what speaking of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they want to do all that, but they just I mean, they completely forget the point that all right, so you're saying you're a Christian, so you believe in the Bible. Well, there's a story in the Bible that Noah got on the ark with his wife. He had four sons, and they had four wives. So if you believe the Bible and you believe all that, that means that uh, from those eight people, we're all, all of us came from them. So we're the same race. We may look differently. Brandon and I, I mean, we, we look kind of the same. He's... He's a little bit darker than I am. Yeah, but just, we a, looked just a it, little bit. But we look the same. Yes. I mean. Yeah, you're both bald. <laughs> yeah, pretty <and>, much. <laughs> and damn good looking. That's you know, right. That's <laughs> true. Too. That's right. I didn't want <laughs> to. Tall say and skinny. It. I didn't want to admit it, but it's correct. <laughs> <laughs> but but you you can you can assassinate that part of the logic that well no we're not the same race there's a difference in the races, but then you say but I believe in the Bible I believe in the Bible one hundred percent. No matter what it says, well, how how can you do both of them and say that that just because you know you're white, you're less of a person than a black person, or vice versa, or
1: you and, know if and, you and, have squinty and, and,
2: eyes, and, 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 and you know what, in normal in normal terms, you would be right. But I've come to the to the realization that most of the world does not use common sense, no. <laughs> and history teaches that that we do not that we go to war because they're different. Than us yep did you just so come to that and those conclusion? different folks
1: are our problem it's it, not a problem, and it's not me it, it's, it's a, not it's not something weird it has to be the different person that's causing my problem exactly and see
2: i don't know if you guys touched on this last night, but that's why we're having a lot of these school shootings mm-hmm. because you know people who are different. Some people handle stress differently. Mm-hmm. And, you know, maybe our generation was just better at getting picked on. You know, we we fought, we picked up rocks, kept it moving. Right. It was never in my thought process to go grab my granddaddy's gun and go up to my high school and handle the problem. That was never in it. No. That never came across. Across my head. But, I mean, kids today, it's, it's a difference. It's like, you know, that's the first thing. You know, they can't handle embarrassment. Okay, he just embarrassed me and beat me up in front of the girl I like, so... I'll, I'll, I'll get him Monday morning. You know, I'll just walk in here with a trench coat and it's 90 degrees outside. <laughs> For some reason, that doesn't set up red flags to anybody else. Right. If, I, if I'm going to school and I see somebody dressed in combat boots and a long black trench coat and I'm sweating outside, yeah, I think I'm going to skip school today. I, I think, think I'm going to go home. This yeah.
1: isn't the Matrix. I like, get out of here. I'm, with I'm, that. I'm just saying,
0: you yeah. know. Well. Ses- Sesame Street is a problem. <laughs>
1: well, bitch, I live in a trash can. That's the
0: problem. That this generation, the parents of this generation were raised by Sesame Street, and they think everybody's supposed to be friends and be fine. My child comes home and says, hey, he beat me up. I says, well, you go beat him up tomorrow. Well,
1: (laughs) (laughs) We got to hit a break here. Well, we got to hit a break. Uh, We'll be right back. Listen to Joey Clark Radio Hour. I love conversation like this. We didn't plan this, did we? We didn't plan this at all.
0: Not at all. I've not even gotten to my damn question yet.
1: We'll get to it on the other side. Be right back. That's
0: what I want to do. can sing when he was a kid. Man. Don't you know I sit around with my head hanging down and
2: I wonder who's loving you. I mean I mean, just imagine a fifth grader singing this. Oh,
1: that's crazy. Unworldly.
0: Yep. Hey, when you cover one better than the original, you have <laughs> knocked it out of the park, oh, yes. oh, it's
1: So, I mean, we've been having a fantastic session thus far. But eighty-four claims, Brandon. He's been doing this on occasion. He's been asking me tough questions. Okay. Now, I don't know what the question is, but he he claims he's got another question. Yeah, it's, it's
0: not. A, I've never asked you a tough question. The one on why
1: you, a, why we feel emotions and animals don't was pretty damn interesting. Okay. Took me yeah, a second it, to think about.
0: Interesting, but not. I mean, not tough. I mean, you have to think about it.
1: Anyway, that was an old show. What's your question tonight?
0: All right, all right. So I, I was thinking, uh, what is it? And I'm I'm not just blowing smoke up your tail end. You're, you're I can bend over if you like, so it's I'm, easier. I think I've heard that clip before. <laughs> <laughs> you're you're successful in the fact that fairly. I mean, you, be, you pay your rent, you pay yeah. all your bills. In you that know, sense, you have yes. a job. Yeah. Brandon, he's successful. He's got a job. He's takes care of himself. I'm successful. We're we're all. Successful in that aspect doesn't mean we're rich or got like money just right, to go, you right. know, Fair burn. Enough. Fair enough. What inherent trait do you have that you would consider made you successful? Inherent trait. Yeah, and which uh, you could it could be something that you have learned over time, I guess. I'm, I'm, but I, th- I think we're born with something inside of us, and I was just wondering... what but it continues what,
1: to grow to this day.
0: Well, 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 well you, you you know what?
2: I, I can answer your question, and I have a question to back on that. Number one, I'm going to say my work ethic. You know, I'm willing to work, which most people in my generation aren't. You know, all of them want to lay up under their parents until they're about 40 to 50 years old. And don't know anything about the world. Okay, you know that's what I'm gonna say.
1: I would say, and this is from a very young age. Stuff I didn't even remember until I uh, sold high school friends um, who knew me since kindergarten. It said I very early on was asking questions, and not in a rude way, not to like be a smart ass to my teachers, uh, but in theology class and other classes, I would ask questions. That I generally didn't know the answer to. That I was honestly asking. That the teachers could not answer. I think it's my willingness to uh, question things, and that goes from serious subjects uh, like religion and politics, and you know, social things to uh, you know, just having a weird sense of the world. Like that's where I think some humor comes from. Mm-hmm. Uh, that and, and I, my humor is influenced, of course, by other things, but. It being able to say, Oh, what if this thing you're telling me was actually this? And it's not in like the you know, the little kid, why is the sky blue, daddy? Why are clouds made? Why does anything exist at all? Like, I don't know. Stop yeah. asking me questions. It's not just a simple why. It's, it's like a genuine. A, an why. intelligent why. It, yeah, it's yeah. a well in a sincere why, I'll put it that way. Because okay. when I was a kid I wasn't that intelligent.
2: <laughs> but I have a question to piggyback off your question. You know, oh, yeah. you, you went across the table and defined the things that make us successful. And it just dawned on me, you know, if you'd have asked that same question back in America's heyday, like back in the 50s during the Industrial Revolution, it would have been something totally different. Because people back then, they not only had jobs, they had jobs they enjoyed doing. You know, it was like you come to America to do what you wanted to do. And that has changed so much in today's world, most people are just thankful just to have a job,
1: let alone, you know, be doing something that they enjoy doing. I would s- slightly disagree in the sense that it is better that more people can work, say, a service job than have to work all day in a factory.
2: Yeah, but they were getting paid more back then. They- had regular vacations. Let's let's think about the average person. Like I can I can say off the top of my head, it's probably been about three years since I've had my last vacation. Uh, Six six for me. When I've been able to just go off work and know that my bills are gonna be paid when I get back and I can go this place for about a week.
0: It's been about three years for me. And see and and that's where I'm I think we've been fooled into that. Um, and with your 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 10 years, y'all are both about 10 years be sure, yeah. yeah, under me. It's benefits were something that were unique when I entered the workforce. when when I got my first job, when I had to leave the farm and had to go out and get a job, it was like, well, I'm not making that much money, however, they actually have insurance. Mm. Everybody didn't pay insurance for you. It wasn't required. It became kind of de facto that if you're going to hire somebody decent, you're going to get insurance over that time period. But back in the early 90s, it was like, well, I'm on this job pays less. However, I've got insurance. But I've got. I'm gonna gonna get vacation after 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 I have worked there for two years. I'm gonna earn a week's vacation, and and that's something. And see, I can't relate to that because we grew up self-employed. There was no such thing as a a, a vacation. We we never had a vacation. I mean, but you but, just, but at the you same time, at that. the same time, you
2: mentioned the '90s. What also happened in the '90s is a lot of the factory jobs that was the backbone of America shipped out across seas just instantly. They was like, Well, we're paying these workers over here fifteen dollars an hour with benefits, but we can go across seas and pay these people seven
0: twenty five with no benefits. That's called NAFTA. Yeah. And and say what you will about Ross Perot. Say what you will. I'm gonna ride my piggy boy. <laughs> hmm All you want, he was dead on when he said that sucking sound you hear are all the jobs going to Mexico when we passed NAFTA. And he was spot on well, when he said that. Certain
1: jobs. Certain jobs.
0: Well, well, like like I said, America was built
2: on its factory jobs. It, whether you made tools for a factory, made frames, or you know anything we made here was like a factory type of setting. And when a lot of those jobs left here or were... Contracted out, is what they used to call it. Oh, we're mm-hmm. just going to contract it out to these people that we're going to pay less money to
1: get more work done and make the stuff cheaper. But it means the stuff that's cheaper means you can buy more with less. Yeah, more crap, more now, often. I think the biggest problem actually has not been the expansion of the division of labor across the globe. I think that's been a benefit, especially to the people across the globe who... It's not a great job, but it's better. Well, well, There's a reason they're taking this Well, job.
2: well I, I can put it to you like this. I'm from the Midwest, and that killed us. Oh, yeah, I, like I think o- it did. Like Ohio, Michigan, that whole little Midwestern part,
1: St. Louis, it killed us. I wouldn't, I won't deny the effect on certain places that relied on those particular industries. That's absolutely And And, and even as far out as California.
2: California, that's where they used to make tires for Firestone, Goodyear, and somewhere along the late 70s, they just shipped it all across seas. And overnight, it's like L.A.
0: just turned into a wasteland. Hmm. Yeah. And, and that's the thing. And, and I know, Joey, I'm fixing to get right dead in your crawl. You're going to hate this. Mm-hmm. That's my argument against free trade. I do not agree with free
1: trade unless... I don't think I'm allowed to use the power and force of government to require I have a job. Uh, That's not not an economic
0: argument, either. I'm I'm not talking about that, but it comes down to trade. And the problem with with what right now we see as free trade in NAFTA is that we're paying taxes on products that come from Mexico into the United States. Anything we send out, those countries are not paying a single penny. If we send something to Japan... Is for free. If Japan sends something to us, we're paying a tax on that before it ever comes into this country. And so, yes, in one sense, if if it was directly free trade and say we're all playing by the same rules, because our government says you must pay this person a minimum of $9 an hour, and you must pay... Now, you must pay for their health insurance, and you must have these regulations and rules that and, you have to abide by. And you're trying to compete with someone from China that's got eight-year-olds over there working for 25 cents a week. It, and it, you it's, you see what I'm saying? Yeah, I yeah, I, 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 it's, it's an unfair, if it's a fair playing field. Here's,
1: here's where i have I think the tariff in China hurts Chinese and it hurts America. I don't think raising taxes actually th- ends up making things fair. The fair solution is to get them to lower them and by raising ours to even out the playing field. Well, well, I think you're just hurting people more. You're raising the cost of well, things well, more. Well, no,
2: no, what what I what I suggest is what we should do is when they, you know, yes, yeah, ship your work across seas, that's fine. That's fine. Do that. But when you bring those goods back over here, we're gonna tax you
1: to bring it over here and sell it.
0: But that in hurts.
1: I think that hurts a lot of Americans in the process. It no, it doesn't,
0: because the threat of that is why Brandon
1: works for the company that he works for. Yeah, but do you think an Brandon Asian gets that job at the cost of another American's money?
0: No. Do you think yes, an Asian is. company would be building cars here in Montgomery, Alabama, if there was not that threat
1: of? Okay, fine. Yes, because build, they're trying build to them do... them in South Korea. Yes, they would. And you, you ship them over here. Yes, they would. Build because, them in Japan. Because Alabama ships in a lot. Alabama ships in a lot of those auto parts from Germany and Korea in order to build them here, and they picked... The United States, in particular this place, because it is a lower cost compared to other places in the United States. But there is also a level of education in the United States. And here's also this is a bit complicated, but what should have happened over the last two decades as jobs move to lower cost labor in other nations is you should have had a healthy deflation. But what's happened is monetary policy. Instead, there's this theory in economics that deflation is bad always and everywhere, that if the cost of goods and everything is falling, it's not good. What should have happened is instead of our money continuing to lose value, our money should have stayed fairly stable if not gained value, not creating more and more money, more and more debt. And what would have happened is, yes, wages would have fallen in the United States competing with those other places, but that wage at the end of the day can go farther, and it still can to an extent. But if you don't have the government rigging the monetary system, devaluing our currencies, essentially stealing from everybody in the middle class and the lower classes to enrich people who are borrowing governments, big business at exorbitant rates, the reason you want, the only reason you want your money devalued is if you are borrowing a lot of money. That means when you pay them back, you say, I owe you a hundred, I'd let, borrow a hundred dollars from you, Brandon. Okay. And... I want that money to be devalued because I still, at the end of the day, say I have to owe it to you in five years. I only have to pay you 100 bucks back with a little bit of interest. But that $100 bucks does not cost – you're not getting your same value. I think it should have worked the other way where money generally kept its value. I mean, it fluctuates or it gained in value to where more – less of a wage could actually buy more. We have had that to a certain extent. And, and, and,
2: and we had it. During the time, like I said, the fifties and sixties, because my granddaddy told me about times where he could send my grandmother to the store with a five dollar bill, and she exactly. would come back with like four but, bags of groceries. See exactly.
0: now, see, I'm I'm not agreeing. I am I'm sick and tired of hearing. I am sick and mm-hmm. tired of hearing that. Sick and tired. Why shouldn't money? Why should our value of our money lose value? Hold on, just a second though. This is why I'm sick and tired of that. You could go to the grocery store with ten dollars and buy a bunch of food. How much did your granddaddy tell you how much he was making a week? Well, like is- sixteen bucks a week. I, so it's inflation. I don't. I don't get that. It's like you know the old folks say. Well, I used to go down to the to the. Uh, Uh, movie theater and for five cents i could get a coke and watch a movie and all that yeah that's right but your your damn daddy was working for 25 cents a week
1: See, but it's a a backdoor. It's it's a percentage. It's a percentage deal. But it's a back. It's a backdoor tax. Why is this government, not just this government, but the Chinese government, the Russian, any central bank? Why the European central bank? Why the Federal Reserve? Why are they all of a sudden given the privilege as a government grant of privilege to a private corporate corporation to create as much money as needed, and that isn't for the benefit of you and I?
0: No, I, I wouldn't go that far.
1: That is, In my mind, it is a form of theft that they can create more money out of thin air. The people who get to use that newly issued money first, they don't actually print it these days that much. But the money they create out of thin air, they are then able to use first. It finally trickles down to us to where we don't get the benefit. What happens is that money in our savings account, it's less and less valuable. Yeah. And, and, that, and I think that goes
0: back to what Brandon's talking about. That $16 to go to the grocery store, we spend, hell, we spend probably $500 a month at the grocery store just to feed my family. Nah, if if not more. You know, I mean, that's just grocery store. I mean, that ain't eating out or anything. And Well, unfortunately, we're out of time.